0: duct tape and paper clips. I'm Nathan Hartswick
1: and I'm Annie Russell.
0: This is the show where we rewatch, review and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods.
1: That is correct and this week we are breaking down season 3 episode 18 Rock the Cradle.
0: Rock the Cradle which first aired on April 18th. 8 1888 I'm all said I'll say that again uh which first aired on April 18th 1988 we're gonna find out if it holds up or not but first
1: uh let's catch up a little
0: hi Annie what's up how's it going hi uh
1: not much what's going on with you
0: uh we're uh coming off of a sold out weekend at Vermont Comedy Club uh it was great and uh I can't take any credit for it. Natalie, my wife uh, kind of ran the entire weekend and it was uh, getting back into the swing of things because we've had like a slow summer and this is the first uh, real busy weekend back. So we're uh, all the employees were really stoked to have like, you know, a busy weekend. I find it stressful personally, because (laughs) uh, for someone who started a business that requires like a whole lot of people to be in your business to make money, there's like a threshold for me where like if it gets up above like, you know, 70 or 80 people, uh, I just get super stressed out. You get a lot of new people when you have a sold out weekend, people who've never been there before. They're all standing Mm -hmm. in line trying to figure out like, how does this place work? Where do I get seated? How do I order my food? There's just a lot of questions hanging in the air. And that sort of anxiety of like a bunch of People having unanswered questions and potentially being where right. they shouldn't they may
1: be. Not know how to behave at a comedy. Yeah, show they're, they're
0: they're they're yeah. going backstage to try to find the bathroom, like because they don't yeah. they don't read signs. Like exponentially more possibilities for those kinds of events to occur. And whenever I'm in that environment, I'm like it makes me crazy. So so I didn't I didn't really go in this weekend. I allowed our fantastic staff and uh, my partner to run the whole thing. But but great happy that we're making money happy that the audiences were great and loved it and
1: well from social media it looked like everybody had a great time everybody had a great time right we had so- a
0: moment where I thought of you because um, you know we geeked out on one of these episodes about the bear on Hulu yes Uh, I think I cut it out because I didn't want to have any spoilers, but there is an episode where uh, something terrible happens with their POS system and they end up Mm -hmm. with like 500 orders in the space of 30 seconds that Mm -hmm. they can't possibly fill. And we had an event like that. We had an event where (laughs) we sold 130 tickets per show and something goofed up in the system and all of these 930 people got 730 confirmations so
1: oh, dear there God. was the
0: possibility that 260 people could show up for a 130 seat yeah. show. Um it wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> um, Cuz
1: most people kind of knew They figured you know, it out I'm or whatever, but there were there were the at least like an
0: extra 50 or 60 people who showed up for the wrong yeah. show, at, show and to a sold out show and uh, I mean, God bless them. The whole staff like rallied together, figured it out, moved some chairs around, you know, communicated with people. And a lot of most people didn't know it even occurred. Um, but it was a moment. Natalie called me afterwards and she was in a sweat.
1: Uh, I imagine. So then what happened at the Late Show? Was it, it was just lighter? lighter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lighter audience. Um, I mean, they, they went on social media and they were like, hey, a few extra yeah. tickets just uh, opened up for the Late Show if anybody wants to. So they were able to sell that one out, too. But it was... Uh, It was kind of a bit of a nightmare for about a half an hour there.
1: And so is Burlington kind of like, I'm going to be there very shortly. So I'm curious, um, is Burlington kind of back in the swing of things with like the college kids are back and and things are feeling full again?
0: Yeah. And now that we've added a, uh, not to make this a commercial for the Vermont Comedy Club, but because we've uh, added this cafe during the day, we get a little more of our finger on the pulse of things like in Mm -hmm. town. Um, and it was like overnight, we went from being kind of a uh, like a dead everyday cafe to like all of these college kids coming in and ordering lattes. So it's definitely the college students are back and it's got like a little little more energy going on in town.
1: Yeah, it's Burlington is a really funny place because there's like, there is a flow to the year where it's like, there are certain times which are very touristy, certain times where it feels like it's all college kids yep. and certain times where it feels like, Oh my gosh! Everyone's gone, and it's just the locals, and you know it's awesome. Yes, know? exactly. So it's you never you want to like be there at the at the right time for whatever your needs are. Let's yep. say uh, exactly. So yeah, you- I'm excited. I'm going to be uh, up in Vermont for like more like ten days, wow. which is so exciting because. Yes. I am being uh, forced to take vacation for my job because I have not. um, And my boss has made it very clear that I need to actually take my vacation. So um, I get to come up for a really good friend's wedding next weekend. And then um, I'm going to stay in town all weekend or all week until I, uh, the shows the following week that I'm going to be on at Vermont comedy club. So, um, so I'm going to be there for 10 days, which is so exciting because I get to kind of like, be back in the swing of things and just stop by and see friends more casually. And it's not like a crazy mad dash to see 25 people. Right. And that's not an exaggeration, like in <laughs> uh, two days, which is usually yeah. uh, how my Burlington trips go. Yeah. For me. And then, so. you
0: know, you get a phone call that says come over to Nathan's backyard and knock out two podcasts <laughs> <laughs> when you're only here for yeah, three that days. probably will happen. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> will, yeah. well, we only have uh, a couple more to go, so we
1: only have a couple more to go. So, like, we might just uh, have another backyard pot episode. Who knows? who knows?
0: Who uh, knows? Well, speaking of which, we should we should jump into this episode. Um, uh, do you want to give us a, a quick summary for those who may have skipped watching it?
1: Oh, would I ever? Okay, <laughs> so a woman Jack Dalton had been involved with leaves a baby in his airplane hangar along with some counterfeit money and. Plates. macgyver and jack play dads to the baby while simultaneously trying to locate his mother and take down the counterfeiter she's gotten mixed up with
0: yeah oh boy <laughs> um it is quite the episode um i mean i think we should just address the obvious parallel right away that uh at a certain point this is the exact plot of three men and a baby right
1: <laughs> yeah no it's true it is i mean the whole like joke of the episode is that these two (laughs) bachelors don't know how to take care of a baby. And so they find themselves in a bunch of little mixed up scenarios where they're trying to take care of a baby and yeah, uh, a couple of bachelors and then they bring news. Pete
0: in on it who does have experience with a baby but when you watch the three of them goofing around with a baby in a, in a in a boardroom it's very reminiscent it reminded me honestly that i mean because gender norms were so much more strict in the 80s it was it was a real source of of comedy there like mm-hmm. that idea of like oh the dad doing the traditionally female role was like a funny thing <laughs>
1: Just I know. Hilarious. And it's so it's so infuriating because I've had a, many friends for whatever reason this summer um, have babies. Yeah. This has been like the year for mm. a lot of my friend group. And um, it is just so funny to think of any of those new dads getting away with any of this behavior <laughs> in 2022 of like being like, I don't do diapers right. type of thing. Right. Uh, it's just not. I'm going to cut it. Yeah. And of
0: course I did look it up and uh Three man and a baby came out about six months before this episode did. <laughs>
1: Dear God, I mean, why is it every single time?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I know it's like a writing staff, but like in my mind, I picture this one guy who's just like watching all TV and movies and being like, God, I got to come up with more MacGyver ideas. What I, anything, literally anything.
1: Um, And this, so this is going to be a bit of a spoiler um, for, for people, but I do want to ask you a question because like, how much did this entire premise get you like did you believe for one second that this was jack dalton's child oh
0: oh that no i mean that being like the big secret of the episode that they try to keep close to their vest the entire time and i mean the fact that he is like leaning into the idea that he might be the dad the entire time and really getting to enjoy it and thinking about maybe maybe maybe, possibly one day settling down um we know because everything's gotten more sophisticated that like that is just a their way of being like um, leading you down the wrong path. So at the end, they can be like, this isn't your kid. Sorry, dude. Um, also, Jack Dalton has to remain, you know, a free agent or they can't bring him back to do crazy jinks with MacGyver anymore. So it doesn't. No, it never, yeah, for one second.
1: No, and keep in mind, like, this is the guy who's, like, always faking his own death. So anything, like, <laughs> Great nothing material. is believable yeah. with this guy. Like, anything is is not what it seems. So that's true. It, so Pretty much
0: anything that comes out of Jack's mouth. It might be my own child. There's going to be pirate treasure. Whatever it is, turns out to, you know, plays out to be not true.
1: Yeah, it's not true, or it's an exaggeration, yeah. or he's trying to get MacGyver to do something, and so he's making shit up. Like, that. that's, like, his entire character in the show so for me it was just like okay here we go like we're gonna pretend that this this kid is yours but fun
0: to watch i mean they got they milked a a lot of humor out of the thing um i of course i immediately googled when three men and a baby came out um and that was six months before this but also like mr mom was 1983 like Mm -hmm, there's just a lot of mm -hmm. like those kinds of movies the thing i learned when i googled it which i did not know is did you know leonard nimoy directed three men and a baby
1: no, I did not. Isn't that uh, wild? <laughs> that is wild. I'm so confused uh, by yeah. that. I that yeah. is not. I, I would have guessed so many other things before that. You yeah, know? Bob Zemeckis or one of the, who knows. But yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Keep in mind, I haven't seen that movie. In a long time, I kind of want to really... watch it again now. <laughs> I do wonder. Um, Maybe we should have a MacGyver uh, movie club yeah. where we have people watch all these movies. All the movies mean, I they think... ripped off. Yeah, all the movies they ripped off, and the list is long. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah. you you have a lot of material. Top Gun, winter. like a minute of Baby, it's all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, the so Italian job,
0: <laughs> right? So so obviously, um, it reminds me. We talked a lot in season one about the fact that like obviously the people who make this show are all like fifty years old in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So their nostalgia goes back to like World War 2. And yes. from everything, from the fact that there's like the nightclub they g- or they go to, at the daytime club, or whatever it is, the Pilots Club is like a 1940s themed club. To the fact that Jack is like playing with the little kid and pretending he's doing like dog fights in the in the cockpit of the plane, um, it all just feels so antiquated. It doesn't feel 80s to me. It feels you know 50s. No, nostalgic.
1: and I think that's the whole thing is that Jack feels old fashioned for the 80s. Yes, you right. Know? Like he is <laughs> yeah. such like an old timey kind of like very traditional, like I'm a freewheeling, yeah. you know, guy, and you can't tie me down type of thing. Like, it's I think it's you know, why he... my
0: parents let me watch it, honestly. I think it's why they considered it more of a family show because, like, my dad's dad flew a plane in World War II, and so, mm-hmm. like, my dad had those sensibilities, and like, that's what he saw as, like, yeah, the kid is like, let the kid watch yeah, the like, show, yeah, like
1: that's what masculinity is, yeah. But, you like, know, in you know,
0: way. Miami Vice w- wasn't something he was going to let me watch, you know, because it was right. that's the 80s in the 80s, you know, that's like.
1: Yeah, that's like clubs and cocaine yeah. and cars yeah. and running around
0: and all that yeah. kind of And this of is stuff. the good old days of when we just fought Nazis <laughs> with our fists. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so so uh, what, how do we feel about this? The bad guys, the counterfeiting operation, the whole deal.
1: Oh, God. Well, there's a couple things that stood out to me about this episode. One of them is that the opening was so long and unnecessary before we get to anything that it's resembles the only part of the episode plot. I
0: watched on 1.5 speed, as you suggested. Yeah,
1: like it is the only part of the episode like it just had no bearing on the rest of the episode it was just like a cool opening gambit yeah it really was i mean it was like a throwback to the opening gambit and it was just like dudes flying planes like i could not be less interested in that um you weren't even
0: interested when the engine went out and you had to crawl into the landing gear and skydive out of the plane nope
1: didn't care and (laughs) um, (laughs) There's no story. There's no story. And that loses me every time. Yeah, yeah. So um, now I so will that's say, why I, I
0: mean, it's, it's opening action, which is fun. I yeah. will say between the fact that we join MacGyver already with Jack and mm-hmm. the fact that later on when Jack d- convinces MacGyver to join him again and uses the fact that um he's going to move in with him if he doesn't like, he basically threatens mm-hmm. him and says, I'm going to move in with you. If you don't fix my plane, those were at least new ideas. Like, we we got to join MacGyver already with Jack, which meant that we didn't have to have Jack go to his apartment and you know try and convince him to do some yeah, crazy and thing. have
1: like an extended argument right, about why right. they need why Although MacGyver needs to that, come. But, but
0: this time, yeah. when he comes back to his apartment and, and re-engages him, it was at least like a different tactic, which I appreciated because I'm so sick of hearing yeah. him say, "I'm whining <clears throat> about my my plane and you know you you owe me one or whatever."
1: Right, like for once, the dynamic isn't like. I've gotten myself into something that I can't get out of and I need you to help me against your will because (laughs) friendship, you know? Although I will, Um, I
0: will say when he comes to MacGyver's apartment and tries to get him to like re-engage and help him out and fix his plane, MacGyver is sleeping on his own couch Yeah. Like, I didn't, I think the only reason for that is that they need to establish that he's like trying to take a nap or trying to rest his, himself. And again, here comes Jack bothering him. But it, it felt like, what's going on here? Is he like, why is he not sleeping in his own bed?
1: Like, I guess it's his house. He gets to do what he wants, I guess. I guess. But, I guess. Um, and who knows? Like, we've never seen his bedroom. We've never in this seen the upstairs house, of the house. So no. <laughs> it's like, who knows? Right. Um, he, that might be, he might have the pullout couch situation yep, yep. who knows but um <laughs> but yeah i didn't uh, the counterfeit guys were i found honestly that confusing i found it mm-hmm. a little confusing as to like why um jack's pseudo x was mixed up with them mm-hmm. and and why it was that she witnessed a murder like that stuff was felt a little bit secondary to the entire thing yeah. um and for something that should have been really high stakes it just it really felt like yeah. sort of harebrained and secondary to the story. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not the stakes didn't seem very high, even though they're murdering people left and right and there's all this like stuff going on. They really they didn't make you feel it really. In fact, I was thinking no. about it. So she witnessed her boyfriend get killed. His boyfriend was the one mm-hmm. who got her into it, obviously. And I was just thinking about what a common stunt this is in like 80s television shows. This guy, um, he's trying to run away from the bad guys. And of course, there's like one of those like 13 foot high chain link fences like in the alleyway he's trying to get over and so he like yeah. climbs halfway up the the chain link fence get away from the bad guys gets shot in the back you oh, see yeah. him register the oh and then he falls backwards off of the chain link fence onto a very soft pillow and i just <laughs> thought like that whole like i'm trying to get over the fence i'm getting shot i'm shot down off the fence stunt i feel like you see that in every it must be something on every stuntman's resume in the 80s you know
1: Yes, uh very classic, very classic. And like the whole um plot, like I said, it just really didn't elevate for me. Like I didn't feel it. Yeah. Um and I didn't really get a sense that like she and Jack had that strong of a relationship no. like it did not quite make sense to me the entire premise of her leaving the child with him. Obviously, we know why In terms of story, comedy ensues. These guys get to (laughs) mess around with the baby. Uh, Jack gets to ponder whether or not fatherhood is in his future. And let's hope it's not because the guy's (laughs) old as dirt and it's just, come on. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of, I mean,
0: I wrote that there's, there's so much hanging around with the baby shit in this episode. Like, Mm -hmm. like they hang around the baby in Mac's houseboat and then they hang around with the baby in the, you know, in the, in Pete's office. And then they hang around with the baby in the cockpit of the plane. It's just like, they're just trying to create more and more opportunities for like, you know, we have the little Rube Goldberg thing where the baby knocks over something that knocks over something that knocks over something that ruins MacGyver's computer. Um, we, we do have some fun stuff. Like I did enjoy the fact that MacGyver made a crib out of a hockey net and hockey sticks. That like a little swinging crib. That I love. Yeah,
1: and doesn't he also makes like a duct tape diaper? He duct tapes the diaper. He makes a teddy bear with a clock
0: in it (laughs) to like fool the kid into thinking it has a heartbeat. Um, I mean. It's very stupid, but uh, it's like, well, if we put if if MacGyver had to take care of a baby, what would he do? Um, Jack had a couple of good lines that I wrote down in this episode. He said, "Do I have to take responsibility for every woman I can't remember who, who can't forget me?" I do not.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, my man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he also
0: says the yuppies are breeding like guppies in this parts in these parts. I just uh, there's some stupid lines that I enjoyed, but what we really what I really want to ask you about was how you felt about their plan to find the mom by running a banner behind a plane that says Jack Jr. needs his mama or whatever. <laughs> how do we feel about that? The
1: mom left the child with you. Yeah. She knows where it is, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that feels um, that felt so insane to me. <laughs> like, you know. i would just like,
0: I, if you're looking to find somebody, that is about the most inefficient way. And luckily it ends up on the news and she sees it on a news screen and she doesn't just happen to be standing on the beach when it happens, but still.
1: Still, it's like, how how is that new information to her? She, of course, yeah. you know, did, didn't really want to leave the kid in the first place and felt she had to. And, you know, uh, Jack is not the first choice of people you would leave a kid with. So why that even happened? You know, I guess it makes, I
0: guess, She left it at the airplane hangar and it is at MacGyver's house now. So if she wants to like get in touch, I guess they need, she needs a phone number, but still, I just felt like it was like very very stupid way to get a hold of her. And then, um, we have this little, uh, scene where the bad guys show up at the hangar to try to take the baby back. Mm -hmm. And it is so comical. First of all, I love the clear plastic masks, like to obscure identity. Love that. Very scary looking. Um, but MacGyver, uh, just like he did in the airport episode we saw, uses a remote control airplane to divert the, to get divert their attention. And what happens is so goddamn funny because he flies it toward them, uh, you know, f- that comes out of them from the side and they don't see it coming and then they turn and this thing is coming at them. And it's literally just a tiny little model airplane and they both like throw themselves to the side and like fall over to get away from this thing, uh, which is a highly unrealistic uh, uh, way to, react to that. And then, of course, all they have to do is mention that they're going to call the cops and the, and these murderers with weapons in their hands just turn around <laughs> yeah. and run away.
1: <laughs> or just like, oh, I know I've made my life as a counterfeiter yeah. and I've killed multiple people, yeah. but the idea the cops might oh, come boy. is enough to make me run away from you. Yeah,
0: oh, Just amazing. And then we have like, I did really like this whole like ca- counterfeiting operation being in the, it's like a members club for pilots. Um, and mm-hmm. the and there's this little like miniature um, air traffic control tower that you can kind of hang out and watch the whole nightclub from. Um, and in there we have like the double-sided glass with the secret counterfeiting operation going on, which I thought was really fun. Um, of course, you know, then MacGyver figures out that there's something behind the glass and leaves Pete standing directly in front of the glass when he shuts the lights off so that he can get his <laughs> ass shot <laughs> uh but yeah i i loved you know i love that whole thing and they get they get thrown out of the air traffic thing onto the floor and uh and there's this great act break where macgyver says rough landing and i'm like now that's how you do it that's an act break and then we have the little denouement where uh, macgyver's like this little kid's gonna be the best hockey player ever which is like what This hockey has nothing to do with this episode, dude.
1: When has that ever stopped us before? (laughs) I mean, that's, that should be a given at this point Um, Uh. that yes, MacGyver is going to shoehorn hockey into any given situation. I'm trying to think
0: of another show that does that. Is there another show where like, there's a hobby that the character has that just makes no sense that they keep coming back to. Like, I can't think of another show that does. Oh, this. that's a good. You know, that's a good point. It's like not
1: it, that I can think of offhand. I mean, but. I'm
0: thinking of like Magnum PI and like what what are their hobbies? Because like. I don't know. Maybe this was a thing in the eighties where you give the character like some kind of a hobby where they I can. I mean, like... I
1: remember there's there was a lot of shooting hoops in the driveway to um hmm. to pass time. So there was a lot of that. A lot in, of just characters in that shows in general. To, yeah, that just seemed to have like yeah. basketball. I feel
0: like Growing Pains had a lot of that. Very like much like Growing of, Pains yeah. <laughs>
1: was a big, just like this is how I'm blowing off steam. I'm just or like gonna... Dad
0: and Son have to have that big talk, and they're doing it while they're shooting hoops.
1: Yes, because because you cannot connect with your father right. unless you have an <laughs> activity uh, happening at the same time. Um, it, it can be fixing a model train, it can be shooting hoops, yep. but you cannot have a conversation if you don't have another task. And famously,
0: the the, the boy in growing pains grew up to be a great guy.
1: <laughs> also, his sister not the best yeah, either. Yeah, I know. Was, um, man, what did that
0: show do to people?
1: I well, no, they were they were involved in a religious cult before they were involved in growing pain. So, really? let's Kirk this Cameron is does? one thing I will not um blame on Alan Thicke. I think that, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then there's Robin you know, Thicke, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <So> <laughs> then there's Robin Thicke, dad. but no, I think they were raised in a religious, very religious kind of extreme. You're talking about Kirk Cameron. Kirk and Candace Cameron, yeah.
0: But and then there's Tracy Gold, right? She was on that show, right? Yeah. And, and she Tracy had all Gold. these drug
1: problems and everything else too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh but Kirk and Candace Cameron have both become kind of right wing cuckoo yes. uh birds and just are have you seen the movie Fireproof? I've seen the trailer I, have for Have you it. ever watched it? Um
0: Have you seen the whole thing? I
1: have. Oh my God. I have seen the whole thing. Why? Um because I had a, I don't think she would ever find or listen to this. So I think I could talk about it. I So I had a roommate who years ago, we lived together in an apartment and she got engaged while we were living together to this guy who was in a very specific, like evangelical community. He had been homeschooled. It was, he just very different from how I had been raised and how she had been raised for sure. And uh, she ended up marrying him. And when they were engaged, uh, this was a movie that he had recommended uh, to her oh. that she watch, and oh. she did so.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, for some reason, I have a memory of this, it might be wrong. He plays like a firefighter who like beats his own porn addiction for religious reasons,
1: is that? <laughs> it's he he has a porn addiction yeah. and I believe his wife like has had an affair or thinks about having an affair yeah. or so they both have their journeys sure. um to Christian marriage. You know, gotcha. eventually they have to beat gotcha. all of these modern temptations yeah, to yeah. find their way to wow. uh Christian uh, marriage and salvation through Jesus Christ. Well, again, and, maybe
0: we'll have to drag that out and do a little Mystery Science 3000. <laughs> I mean, of it.
1: I like it's so bad that I mean, the idea that Kirk Cameron, I mean, he is the most unbelievable firefighter I have ever seen <laughs> yeah. uh, in on the screen yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i'm talking about like <laughs> sesame street yeah. up to any movie yeah. <laughs> he is the most unbelievable oh. uh firefighter i i have ever seen um and yeah it's just like it's friggin church propaganda yeah, bullshit yeah. and uh yeah amazing anyway
0: <laughs> how do we get down that rabbit hole
1: <laughs> i don't know but like the things you retain um, i know i is... know
0: i know the fact that we both know what that movie is is like That shouldn't be. We shouldn't have space in our brains for that.
1: There was a minute in like on the internet probably 10 to 15 years ago where this was kind of like a common punchline so i think that's what it was like i don't think it's from when it actually came out i think it's from when the nostalgia train that is millennial culture (laughs) uh rediscovered it and and roasted it
0: well anyway um any other thoughts on this episode before we score this thing
1: no and i mean of course as i alluded to before like we have to have the come-to-Jesus moment where Jack realizes, like, ah, this is not my kid, but I'm going to take something from this experience sure. and carry it on in my, you know, future life, but I'm still got to be my freewheeling Jack self. Yep. What a surprise. Um, yeah.
0: I, I, wrote, I wrote that there is so much adorable humor in this episode, and that's not a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I feel. They're trying so hard to be so adorable the whole time. Um, Well, a little bit of trivia before we score it. Um, uh, We are still at eight actors uh, this season on our recycled actor count. Um, uh, That being people who have played other characters and come back Mm -hmm. to play new characters. We didn't increase at all with this uh, episode, but four of the actors we saw in this episode will come back one time each. Um, Carlo, Katie, Cutler and Durst. Those people uh, will come back as other characters in future seasons. And uh, one other piece of trivia, which is very morbid, but I figured, why not share it? Why the hell not? And I, I'm sure this popped up because ma- maybe this is the last time we see this particular plane. I'm not sure. But this DC-3 plane that Jack Dalton flies for Dalton Air that has the hilarious hand-painted um, banner, these sticks to the outside. This is Dalton uh-huh, Air. Uh-huh. Um you know, I mean, planes uh, are used for movies and TV and then they go on to become planes that people use for other things. Oh Wow. Uh, so this plane went back into sort of circulation and crashed in 1998. And uh, 11, Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> 11 out of 18
0: people died in it.
1: Oh my God. Um, so,
0: you know, uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting. It was in uh, Guatemala. It was during her, her tropical depression, Mitch. And it was like a bunch of speaking of religious people. It was a bunch of religious missionaries. Um, and it was, it was, it was, it was determined it seems that that there was nothing wrong with the plane it was just
1: like extreme weather but um
0: but sort of sad in a lot of ways that jack dalton's plane ended up truly killing very
1: sad and (laughs) unfortunately not the most surprising thing i've ever heard Um, yeah
0: i mean how whatever good shape it was in the thing is incredibly old Um, It was
1: old. And like, yeah, a Jack Jack Dalton plane, it's not going to be something I'm going to be getting on. I'll tell you, if I
0: were one of those Christian missionaries that died in that crash in heaven, I'd be telling people I died in Jack Dalton's plane. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It'd be bragging rights for me. All right. Let's score this thing. Uh, I gave this a five out of ten. It just felt very like I'm going to forget this episode. They tried a couple of things that didn't work. A couple of his inventions were like, they felt like throwbacks to previous episodes where we've seen similar things just felt like kind of middle of the road for me. What about you?
1: Yeah, agreed. I also gave it a five. I think it's incredibly just, you know, very middle of the road, very like no real adventure that MacGyver specifically gets involved in. And so those are always going to score lower for me. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not interested in um, Jack's uh, personal journey that much. (laughs) <laughs> as it relates to his responsibility in life and neither is he does it seem No, no, um, no. he is for a day or two, but um, yeah. all right. Well, that's about all the time we have uh, before we get out of here. Anything to plug?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If, um, if people are in Burlington, you can see me literally, I think every day next week, <laughs> uh, perform if you would like to, I'm going to be at Lincoln's on Tuesday. I'm going to be at Vermont comedy club Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Um, so come out to a show. Um, Um, I would really love people to come to Freshman on Friday night. I have such a fun lineup uh, for you of folks that have never done the show before. And I'm so excited. If you want to see them present their uh, embarrassing old artwork, please come out and do that at Vermont Comedy Club. And I think it's 930. Yes. Awesome.
0: Uh, I have nothing to plug other than come to all those shows that Amy just said thanks for listening everybody check out our website at the and all our socials it's all at the MacGyverPod and if you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us you can check them out at Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime next week we're going to be covering season three episode 19 the endangered take care everybody and remember in the immortal words of our buddy Mac friends are the the adventures adventures of of life